Good morning, and welcome to the Joy in the Morning. This is Aaron Harris, pastor of the Altoona Bible Church. We are conveniently located at Union Avenue and 31st Street. We hope this broadcast will help you think on the things of the Lord as you prepare your heart for ministry among the saints today. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes of inspiring music, challenging stories, and a Bible study. Listen now as the Altoona Bible Church Choir opens our broadcast this morning with a song entitled, Like a River Glorious. Dwight L. Moody, the great soul winner of a century ago, had a way of illustrating Bible truth which made it very clear and to the point. A man once said to him, Do you think there is any justice in my being condemned because a man named Adam sinned 6,000 years ago? I don't believe a word of it. Mr. Moody replied, There will be no one lost on account of Adam's sin alone. Let me see if I can illustrate this truth. 
Suppose I'm afflicted with some terrible disease, say tuberculosis, and I'm given up by the physicians who say I must die. Then suppose a friend came to my home and said, I know that there is a sure cure for your disease. I reply, I don't believe there is any such remedy. I've tried all the leading physicians, and they all say there is no hope. I tell you there is a remedy, he insisted. Twenty years ago, I was as far gone as yourself and was given up by all the physicians to die. But I took this medicine. It cured me. Listen now, here is the medicine. It will cost you nothing. Just take it, and you will be well. Now, if I do not take it, though I have every reason to believe the man is speaking the truth, I shall die of tuberculosis. But that is not the real reason why I shall perish. It's actually because I spurned the remedy. And also, concluded Moody, if men die eternally, it will not be Adam's fault or God's fault because they have despised his remedy. In the last analysis, they will not be lost because they are sinners, but because they've rejected the Savior. Christ alone can save you. Why not receive him as your Savior today? Listen now as John DeLapp sings this beautiful song, Down from His Glory. Oh, I love Him. How I adore Him. My breath, my sunshine. My all in all, the great creator. Oh, listen, he became our savior and all God's fullness dwelleth with him. Down his glory ever living story oh listen my God and Savior came and Jesus was his name born in a manger to his own a stranger a man of sorrows pain and agony oh how I love him how I adore him my breath my sunshine my all in all. Listen, that great creator, oh, he became, he became my Savior and all God's fullness 
Just think what he did for you and for me. Oh, I can't get it out of my mind. But we have to look forward. God gracious and tender. Oh, listen, he laid aside his splendor that he was up in heaven. Rubing to rule, to win, to save my soul. listening to Joy in the Morning, which is presented each Sunday at this same time by the Altoona Bible Church. We begin with our Sunday school hour at 9.30. Then at 10.45, we all gather in the main auditorium for a morning worship service. We invite you to listen to or watch our church services. Our services are on Facebook at Sunday at 11 o'clock and 7 p.m. and Wednesday night at 7.15 p.m. We invite you to visit our website at www.altoonabible.org. Also, we're on the Johnstown Altoona Access Channels 9 and 14. And there are services available on the local radio stations on Sunday at 11 o'clock, 12 noon, and 7 p.m. If you have any questions concerning our church services, please call the church office at area code 814-942-2131. Listen now as Bruce Woodman plays for us in the baritone this beautiful song entitled, Lead Me to Calvary.
Miss Mary Bird, an English missionary to Persia, modern-day Iran, gladly accepted an invitation to tea one day with the wife of a Muslim priest. You are welcome in the name of God, the hostess voice, the traditional welcome as she poured a cup of tea and handed it to the missionary. Mary Bird knew Persian etiquette. She handed back the cup so that her hostess might take a sip. But the woman did not sip the tea. Instead, she stammered, This tea is undrinkable, and it's cold. Clapping her hands, she summons a girl's servant from whom she ordered fresh tea. This time, she sipped first from Mary's cup. Later, when the missionary went to the door with the servant, she was informed the first cup of tea was poisoned. The priest had ordered his wife to give the tea in order to poison this woman who went about telling the Persian woman of Jesus Christ. Sent to Persia by the Church Missionary Society of England in 1891, Mary Bird caused great distress to the Muslim priests who hated her message. Sermons were leveled against her. Thugs beat the woman who came to her gospel meetings. But Mary defied the thugs and her meetings continued to draw eager crowds. The tiny, bright-eyed missionary had too much work to be concerned for her safety. She spent 19 hours a day in work and prayer. Her sleep and meals were squeezed into the five remaining hours. Her ministry was unique in that she could enter the shuttered Persian home and talk with the women who were unreachable by male missionaries. Firsthand, Mary saw the sickness and the misery which prevailed behind the drawn curtains of the Persian life. She started a dispensary that grew into a hospital. Her concern shone in the letter when she wrote home, Sin! sorrow, oppression, and injustice seem to be everywhere. God's loving mercy, the gift of His Son, our Savior, and the Holy Ghost are unknown. In the summer of 1914, the town of Kerman suffered a great typhoid fever epidemic. Mary hurried to help nursing and comforting the sick without care for herself. When the epidemic subsided, at last the missionary doctor and his wife saw how worn Mary was. Go with us for a rest in the hills, they urged. Only for two weeks, she insisted. There is so much to do. She never reached the hills. Halfway there, she showed symptoms of fever. It's typhoid, the doctor told her quietly. And though her companions did all they could to nurse her back to health, the dauntless little missionary was promoted to a heavenly rest in August of 1914. Oh, what a day that must have been for Mary. What kind of a day will it be for you? Listen now as Dave Boyer sings this beautiful song entitled Together. selfishness and pride scorning those who walk the narrow way things are different now for me I've met the crucified from my heart sincerely I can say 
Once again, this Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, our doors be open here at the Altoona Bible Church. Time now for a Bible study portion for our broadcast. And this morning, the topic of our Bible study is God's will. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 4. Who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. On Sunday, August the 3rd, 2003, I gave my first Sunday morning message as the pastor of the Altoona Bible Church based upon 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 4. The title of the message was, Why the Altoona Bible Church? I still believe today, as I believe back in August of 2003, the importance of this Bible verse. God's twofold will for the body of Christ and the dispensation of grace is laid out in this one Bible verse. What is God's twofold will? His twofold will is salvation and the knowledge of the truth. The words come to the knowledge of the truth should not be understood as a further explanation of salvation. That interpretation would read God's will is for all to be saved, which is the knowledge of the truth. The problem with that interpretation is that there is the word and. God's twofold will in the dispensation of grace is that all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. The word will means desire. 
It is God's will, it is His wish, it is His desire that all men be saved. Let's look at and study 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse number 4. First of all, salvation. The only way of salvation is through the Lord Jesus Christ. Salvation is for all because the Lord Jesus Christ died for the sins of the world. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 18 to 21. And all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. To wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespass unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us, we pray you, in Christ's stead, be reconciled to God. Listen to this, verse 21. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Titus chapter 2, verse 11. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. The only way of salvation is through the gospel. The gospel is his shed blood, his death, his burial and resurrection. 1 Corinthians 15, 3 and 4. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scripture, and that he was buried and he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. The gospel of God's grace is by faith alone in the finished work of the cross. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9, it's not of works. God's message of salvation is the only answer for sin, the only answer for eternal life. And this message does need to be preached in our community, in our state, in our country, and throughout the world. Why? Because so many individuals believe their religion will save them, or their good works will save them, or a water baptism, and they can only say, I hope, I hope I'm going to heaven. This is why we support missionaries and worldwide missions here at the Altoona Bible Church. The world needs to hear the true message of God's love, of God's grace, and God's salvation. Where will your death lead you? To heaven? To be eternally with the Lord? Or to hell, eternally separated from God? It is really your choice. Do you want to go to heaven or hell upon death? Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and God will save you. Room at the cross. Think of the chorus. There's room at the cross for you. There's room at the cross for you. Though millions have come, there's still room for one. Yes, there's room at the cross for you. If you've never come to Christ, you've never trusted him, you need to trust him right now, right where you're at, before it's eternally too late. After salvation, then what? Christian growth. Growing in the word of God. How? By prayer. By reading and studying the Word of God, understanding it rightly divided, by attending a Bible-honoring, Bible-teaching church and Sunday school. Come to the knowledge of the truth. What is the knowledge of the truth? We know that God's Word is truth, but it's more than just saying that God's Word is truth. It's the understanding and the knowledge of God's Word and it rightly divided. The word knowledge is made up of two words in the original Greek language, and it literally means full knowledge. I'd like to share a couple of verses of Scripture where we see this word knowledge, this full knowledge. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17. 
that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, all that we might know more about the Lord Jesus Christ, that we might know more about the word of God and God's will for us today. Colossians chapter 1, verse 9 and 10, For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, the knowledge of His will, the knowledge of God. And there is that full knowledge. Why is the understanding of God's Word, the knowledge of God's Word, so important? Because what you believe doctrinally will affect the way that you live for Him. And that's why 2 Timothy 2.15 says, Study to show thyself to prove the God a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. William Newell, who wrote and was the author of that great hymn at Calvary, said these words, You can judge any man's preaching or teaching by this rule. Is he Pauline? Does his doctrine start and finish according to those statements of Christian doctrine uttered by the Apostle Paul? No matter how wonderful a man may seem in his gifts and apparent consecration, if his gospel is not Pauline, it is not the gospel. A lot of people go to Mark 16, 15, go and preach the world to every creature. But look at the following verse of Scripture. Look at the context. That gospel says that he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Newell understood that. He knows, and that's why he said the gospel. It better be Pauline. It is, and if it's not, it's not the gospel. We might as well get our minds settled at once to that. That's why it is so important. That's why God not only wants us to be saved, salvation is so wonderful because you have the promise of eternal life, but it's not the end of all, it's the beginning. And then God wants us to come to the knowledge of the truth to understand his word and his word rightly divided. Christian friend, we need to be studying God's word and we need to come to the knowledge of the truth of God's word. You have been listening to Joy in the Morning from the Altoona Bible Church. We trust you have received a spiritual blessing from this broadcast. It is our prayerful desire that you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. So until we meet again by radio, this is Pastor Aaron Harris wishing you God's best for now and for eternity.